Here's a message from Ken Lavica. The Dolphins could have had Tom Brady. Ryan Fitzpatrick was the mother bleeper. Oh, no. Don't. Is, is, is what I'm hearing correct from Michael Lombardi? The Dolphins could have had Brady. Joe Rigotti hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go. You are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. No, no, no. Stick around. Hang out with us. Cool. Yeah, we'll stay and hang around with you. It's Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. This whole Brady thing on HBO... Him ripping an NFL quarterback, calling him a mother bleeper and ripping a team. I didn't think that there's any way that that could have been Ryan Fitzpatrick and the Dolphins, but now my eyes have been open. You could say I'm football woke thanks to Michael Lombardi, and I am not happy about this. Ken Levick Alive featuring Coquel. We're here on a Thursday at Phillips Point Towers, downtown West Palm Beach, and we are in the Anna John Levine Action and Attorney Studios right off the overcast intracoastal. Joe Rigotti sitting in, handling the controls. Coquel to my left, and I, I'll give you a full peek behind the curtain here. All right, so yesterday... I'm leaving the ESPN West Palm Studios here in downtown West Palm, and I get a very excited direct message from Evan Cohen, who you hear 5 o'clock commercial free oh. every day here on ESPN 106.3. So Evco, he, he direct messages me on Twitter, and he goes, guess what's awesome that broke at uh, 4 o'clock as opposed to before noon for your show? <laughs> and he sent the link to the uh, GM Shuffle. This is the podcast that Michael Lombardi does with Adnan Verk, formerly of ESPN and formerly of DAZN. And formerly of WWE. <laughs> yeah, that's actually, you're right. Formerly yeah. very, very quick stint in WWE. Like two Raws. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he did. He got hired right after two WrestleMania, and, and then done. two weeks later he was done. But... I'm a huge fan of Hadnan Burke, so I'm not going to sit here and, uh, and rip on the guy. But Michael Lombardi was doing what we all did earlier this week and speculated about who the quarterback mother bleeper was that Tom Brady was talking about uh, on the trailer for The Shop Unedited. I think that's what the name of it was. Uninterrupted. The Shop Uninterrupted. Can we just say the quarterback, please? As a former educator for over a dozen years in Palm Beach County, I'd prefer it if you just stop using that word and just say the quarterback Brady was talking about. There's a nicer way to put it, please. Thank you. <laughs> okay. How, how should I address it then? Just the, the quarterback that was being referenced by Tom Brady. The quarterback that was being referenced with a curse word by Tom Brady. Uh, so we throw out names like Mitch Trubisky. That's who Evan thought it was. Uh, throw out names like Derek Carr. That's who Josh Cohen of Josh Cohen, the home team, thinks it is. Uh, maybe it was Jared Goff. Maybe it was Jimmy G. That appeared to be the most popular scenario on social media. That's who Brady was referencing. Well, listen to this from Michael Lombardi on the GM Shuffle with Adnan Verk. I think Brady really would have liked to play in San Francisco. However, I think Brady wanted to stay on the eastern seaboard as much as possible. I don't think he would refer to Jimmy G as... 
I think the team is Miami on the Eastern Seaboard. They had Ryan Fitzpatrick. Now he would say, "You're sticking with that." Michael, if you know Brady, he wanted to be on the East. He wanted to get back at New England. Like, and what better way to get back at New England than go to Miami? You got Flores down there. They had plenty of cap room. Remember, they signed all those guys last year. They had a ton of cap room. And you know, you're sticking with that. You stick, Michael. You you don't want me, like Flo. You know me. You know you know me. Everybody thinks it's Forty Niners and Jimmy G, but I I don't think that. You know, having them coming off a Super Bowl appearance, Brady would refer to Jimmy G as that. Like, you got to be bad to get Brady to say that, right? I think it was Miami. I am about to just bang my head into the wall. If Michael Lombardi is right, and I don't know if he is, but if Michael Lombardi is right, and the Dolphins, and Chris Greer, and Brian Flores chose to stick with Ryan Fitzpatrick in that quarterback room, when they could have gotten Tom Brady and they had room under the cap to sign him and they sure as hell had room in the quarterback room for Tom Brady and they opted to stick with Ryan Fitzpatrick, I mean, I'm just going to blast the crown of my skull into the door here in the ESPN West Palm Studios. It never occurred to me that the Dolphins really truly ever had a shot at Tom Brady. But if the Dolphins at least were in the discussion late in the process and they said, nah, we're good with Fitzpatrick, that is infuriating. Now, could it be the situation where Brady said, hey, I want to be your quarterback. I want to play until I'm 50. Because he's been saying, what, does he want to play to 45, 50 Mm -hmm. years old? And they were like, all right, well, we have Tua. We don't want you for that many years. Okay. That's fine. I don't care if Tom Brady. Sound fine. No, it is fine. Your head still wants to explode because this is this is what it comes down to for me. I am totally fine with fleeting, instant gratification as a sports fan. So in that hypothetical where Brady says, "Oh yeah, I want to play until fifty, so let's make this a five-year deal, and then we can talk options after that." I would say, fine, if I knew the outcome was going to be that the Dolphins were going to be elevated to Super Bowl contender and you would at least be going to a Super Bowl, even if the next 10 years were blown up because Brady sticks around too long, Tua's development is stunted because his confidence is blown up uh, and he never develops into a franchise quarterback who it, it might already be the case because you're pulling out of games in the fourth quarter for Ryan Fitzpatrick after you force him in for nine starts in his rookie season. But I would be totally okay with Tom Brady If you could tell me we're going to sign Brady, he's going to wait way too long to retire, but you get one year of glory like the Buccaneers got last year with Tom Brady at the helm, I would say, Chris Greer, do the deal and we'll figure it out after. Even if the Dolphins are irrelevant for a decade, one fleeting year of glory, I will take it. This is the fundamental question for a sports fan, not just a Dolphins fan, but a sports fan, period, with your team. Would you take one singular year of potential glory if it meant 10 years of irrelevance after the fact? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. You can tweet at us at ESPN West Palm as well. Are you into the short term, let's win now and deal with the consequences later? 
Or are you into that? We need to build this the right way to sustain so we have a decade to be competitive. Would you take one year of glory for 10 years of irrelevance as a sports fan? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. So for Finns fans, it would be they could have won the Super Bowl in 2021. Mm-hmm. And then not matter till 2030. Yep. And you would have been okay with that. Absolutely. Absolutely. I would have been totally fine with that. And Brady could have been stubborn and could have said, nope, I'm hanging around. It's a personal goal of mine to play until I'm 50. I want to be the first quarterback to be able to do this. And he'd have the leverage to do so because he brought the Dolphins to a Super Bowl in year one. I don't know if that's what's going to happen with the Bucs, but me, as a Dolphins guy, now knowing uh, at least that, uh, and that's a pretty good case that Lombardi sets out. Uh, yeah, he wanted to stay on the East Coast. Yeah, this guy's competitive. He wants to get his two shots a year at the Patriots. Uh, if the Dolphins were indeed in that discussion, and Ryan Fitzpatrick is indeed the bad word that Thank he referenced. Thank you. Uh-huh, you're welcome. Um, then... To me, that is a risk you absolutely take. And I would have said that before I saw Tom Brady win a championship in Tampa Bay, but I should have known that an ultra-motivated uh, Tom Brady was going to do what he did with the Buccaneers. And this is me who was making fun of Tom Brady late stages in New England because I thought that he was starting to hit the slide, the beginning of the end in his career before that rejuvenation that happened in Tampa. That's the hard part, though, is when Flor- if this did take place. But it's Ryan Fitzpatrick against Tom Brady. Like, how is that? If the Dolphins did this, how can you justify that? I think it's Tua instead of Brady. I don't think it's really Ryan Fitzpatrick. I think it's, it's all about, I think they wanted Tua to start no matter what. But would you I think rather- that was their goal from day one. Obviously, I mean, they played ragarm if- over Fitzmagic when Stop Fitzmagic was Stop calling him ragarm. He does not have a ragarm. If you, but if you're the Dolphins, if you're the Dolphins and you bring in Brady and then Tua has to, by nature of having Brady in that locker room, has to sit an additional year, has to sit two years, has to sit three years, so be it. You deal with it because I am guaranteed that in that first year, I'm going to have a Dolphins team that has a great chance at going to the Super Bowl. And it makes you more relevant than you've been in an awful long time, even if the next decade sucks after that, you had that one season where the Dolphins are proud again. I'm into the short term. Let's win now. Let's construct for the present, even if it means that things melt down in the long term. Were the Dolphins built to win if they had Brady? They De- had the defensively, defense- yes. Yes, absolutely defensively. But you had an emerging tight end for an aging quarterback. Mikey G. Perfect. Mikey G, Mike Jasicki. He could have. I mean, look at how Tom Brady has elevated guys around him in New England offenses for his entire career. I mean, you don't think Antonio that. Antonio Brown would have come here. Exactly. Like Gronk he, would have come here. Right, right. Gronk, yeah, Gronk would have been a Dolphin. You have Jasicki on the other side. You've got Antonio Brown uh, in the backfield. You've got Fournette. Like, all of those things are coming together. The Dolphins had room to make the same moves the Buccaneers did. And I think the Dolphins' backs were not bad. I think they just, people sure. load, they loaded the box on them. Sure. So you can't do that with Brady. And if you have a couple guys that could stretch the field. Yeah. But Tom Brady threw for the second most yards in the NFL last season and won the Super Bowl. The Dolphins could have had that even if the next decade sucked and even if Tua. Uh, it was, it, yeah, they felt compelled to have to play him last year because guess who the alternative was? 
the great Ryan Fitzpatrick. And we love him, and we love the beard, and we love his kooky shirts, Fitz and we magic. love his personality, did, did and we love the Fitz magic. He did great for them. But he also was in line to be top 10 in interceptions in the NFL again, like he was every single year. As a sports fan, and this is off of the Dolphins, Michael Lombardi speculating that Dolphins were the team, Ryan Fitzpatrick was the quarterback that Brady was referencing in the clip from HBO, the bad word. You're sticking with that bad word over me? Sports fan question, would you take one year of potential glory for 10 years of irrelevance? Are you more short-term or more long-term? Me, I'm nearsighted on this. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And then you can hit Twitter at ESPN West Palm. Let's take it a step further, Coquel. Mm-hmm. Who are the only teams that should not have considered Brady going in? to last season the two off the top of my head i think are the obvious ones kansas city and green bay other than that you can at least have an argument about whether or not brady is an upgrade or can maximize the weapons that are already there like what about like a seattle let's go weird Seattle. But Do you then, think Brady could go in and like maximize DK Metcalf? And uh, you saw Russ get mistake prone trying Russ to force things. But the year. offensive line was also trashy. But Brady gets the ball out so quick. You're so that exactly matter. right. Russ Wilson runs backwards and gives them more time. Yeah. Like if he gets the ball out right away. Seattle, and we saw the relationship kind of deteriorate. That could have been a team that could have pulled that plug early. Plus, you can then trade Russ for more assets and go all in. I know that Brady and Drew Brees are tight, but if you're Sean Payton, wouldn't you have rather had Tom Brady as your quarterback last year? That's so hard because that's the legacy question. Are you ready to rip the Band-Aid off? Because Brees, mm. Brees is on his way out. I know. I know it's they have hard, that connection. But, but I think you've got to rip the Band-Aid I think sports is a business, and there comes a time you just got to cut, you got to cut bait. I mean, Drew Brees looked like a Chad Pennington The Steelers should have went for him. The Steelers, absolutely. Yeah, that's not even a question. What about... The Ravens. What if, so let's go crazy with this. If you bring Brady in for a year and he's going to be able to bring you to a Super Bowl, though you have the MVP quarterback, Lamar Jackson, who there's still questions, even after winning a playoff game last year, there's still questions about his long-term playoff ability. Can he actually lead a team to the Super Bowl? Would you take Brady over your boy, the Boynton Beach grad, Lamar Jackson? Come on, Coquel! Let's get weird. I'm t- I think I stick with Lamar, but more because of the way the roster's constructed. They're not built for a pass-happy offense. I mean, Hollywood Brown, who we love, Broward mm-hmm. kid, he's not a number one receiver. You know what I mean? Like That's part of the problem Lamar has is he had no one to throw to. Man, and to sit here. Although tight ends are what Brady does well, and the Ravens, uh-huh. you know, those guys may not have gotten hurt with Brady. That's tough. The, to sit here and to uh, deify Tom Brady like I am now, because I'm so impressed. It changed my whole perspective of him after what he did last year in Tampa. To sit here and deify him, it makes my head hurt. It makes my groin hurt. It makes my heart hurt. Everything hurts. It's so weird for me, but... I mean, especially from a Dolphins perspective, if you could have brought him in and said, by beard, and Tua had to sit two, three years, maybe it kills his confidence, maybe Brady sticks around too long, the next decade is bad for the Dolphins, but they can be in the Super Bowl last year, I would have taken that. Would you take one year of potential glory for 10 years of irrelevance? 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. Buffalo's another team I may not have done it. 
With Josh Allen. With Josh Allen. And I think I don't think Brady has great arm strength left, and I think playing in Buffalo in the winter would have been rough. I think I'd factor that in. I think you can make a case for that, for sure. And Josh Allen is someone who can deal with a bad offensive line. But we also didn't know Josh Allen was going to... That's true. In retrospect, we didn't know Josh Allen was going to make I'm the play, incredible leap he did. I'm playing the results But, but that's fine. That's fine. Like Because then, if Brady doesn't reach potential... Then you have the question marks about Josh Allen. But we also hadn't seen enough of a sample size yet. You couldn't blame the Bills, but now you're like, well, I guess uh, you've averted that potential disaster. Uh, Barrio is in West Palm Beach. Barrio, you're on ESPN 106.3. Wait, what is what is the name there, Joe? Oh, Barry? Barrio. Oh, Barrio. I'm sorry, Barry. I can't read, and I'm very dumb. You're on Ken Levick Alive. What's up, Barry? Barry? Is it, is it Darren? <laughs> Derek, 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 we're Derek. we're off to a hot start here. Derek, what's up, man? Yeah, Greg, <laughs> not much. Hey, so I was thinking about the uh, the question you asked about the one year mm-hmm. glory, mm-hmm. and I tried to figure out a team that kind of has already had that, and I came up with the Eagles. And so because they had their their Super Bowl a few years sure. back, and now nobody's talking about them. Um, and once I picked the team, I got to tell you, I don't think I could do it. <laughs> like, no. It just, you can do the no short term the and decade. then the misery for the next decade. And, yeah, Eagles land is not fun. I mean, because you had nothing but quarterback drama and Carson Wentz underperforming. Then you go back to Foles and you have fleeting success. And now Jalen Hurts is your guy. But is he your guy? You've got a new head coach now who is the worst press conference head coach of anybody that I've oh, ever seen in my him. entire life. Yeah. yeah, no, Derek, I think. Yeah, you, so you don't think mentally you could keep going back. You're not strong enough to keep going back to the one glorious year where Nick Foles is catching touchdown passes in the Super Bowl because the next 10 sucks so hard. Yeah, there's there's no way. Like, I look at it now, and I was like, man, I feel bad for people in Philly, and I'm a <laughs> Miami fan, and they had their chance just a few years ago. There's there's no – I couldn't do it. Derek, that's a really Once good one. I put a team name on it, uh, I couldn't uh, do it. Appreciate the call, and I'm very simple-minded, too, so this is why I think – I, I'm all for ones. I'm also a Chicagoan, a White Sox fan. I still go back to 2005 when they won the World Series that nobody remembers as, ah, I'm just glad that happened. I have to disagree with Charlie completely. His call. <laughs> oh, Bill's call? Yeah. <laughs> the Jets, as a Jets fan, I'm taking it because I'm in years of misery all the time. So give me the one Super Bowl. Who cares? And I'm just living normal life the other nine years. Yeah, I guess it depends on the franchise. And I know we have a – I'm actually curious, since Derek used the Eagles as an example, and there's a lot of Eagles fans in this area, maybe not listening to the show after what we've done to the 76ers and brought a torch to them over the oh, last week. But if there are if there are Philadelphia fans that are listening right now, how do you view that? Because, yeah, that's good. You had Nick Foles coming in relief and help win you the Super Bowl, and everything since then has been pretty trashy. Yeah, they basically like, did that. Are you happy still, or are you miserable? 888 They're miserable. 888 Let's go to Corey in West Palm. Corey, you're on ESPN 106.3. Hey, Corey. Hey, guys. How's it going? Good. Um, so I just wanted to call and make a point. Um, obviously I think it would have been great to have Brady in Miami. Obviously it would have been an up, but, um, being a Dolphins fan, it's like, we've always been at the bottom of the totem pole. And, uh, I, we, everyone always, when you talk about the Dolphins, they go to the undefeated season. And as fans of the Dolphins, we always have to carry that. 
So, I mean, having one more year, if we did get Brady and win the Super Bowl, it'd just be that scenario all over again. We'd be, we would just be talking about the past for so long. I think it's more important for the Dolphins fans uh, to actually have our team be relevant for a long, consistent period of time. So maybe developing Tua in the long run is the better idea for us. You know, when I think about NFL consistency, and you're right, Dolphins fans live in the past way too much. And I think that's a product of the media down here. I think it's a product of the organization down here. Uh, And you're right, it is annoying going back to 72 all the time. And you're right, it probably would end up being the same exact scenario. And I suppose a, a, a model of NFL longevity would be the Saints. Like they've been competitive for a long time, a lot of playoff appearances, um, a lot of NFC championship games, but only one championship in that time. But would you, Corey, prefer uh, 15 years at this point of you're in the playoffs and you're in the NFC title game, you never get back to a Super Bowl, but you had that one Super Bowl win. Would you prefer that over the Dolphins with one year Super Bowl and then 10 years of crap after? If, if we're talking hypothetical like this, I would rather have us competing and nail-biting right to the end and we're in the AFC title game every year rather than one Super Bowl with Tom Brady. That's pretty fair. It's fair. Oh. And, but a lot of people have a, a lot greater uh, outlook and mental capacity and than I do. This isn't hate. This sure. isn't hate towards Tom Brady. He's, I mean, we all agree that he's the GOAT. I think he's the greatest of all but time. But you just want the solace, and the peace hard. of mind of knowing that your team is going to have a long run each year. You're going to play into January. Oh, 100%. And, like, as a fan of any sport, you always want your team to come out on top at the end. But, I mean, it, it would be nice for the Dolphins fans to actually have a team to root for rather than everyone looking at us just saying, oh, you're just thinking back to 72. What have you guys done since then? Yeah. And it would be weird, too, and appreciate the call. It would be weird, too, to then, in Dolphins lore, have Tom Brady as the guy who delivered a championship to the no, Finns. How have, big of a mind bleep would that be? But now you have the greatest team ever, the undefeated team, and the greatest quarterback ever that you can start claiming. So now the lore of the Dolphins gets even bigger, <laughs> yeah. and that 72 title can now be like your backup for your, yeah, we won it 10 years ago, but we also had the undefeated season. Hold it on. adds to the strength of the 72 Man. Dolphins. Uh, <laughs> what, what are you doing right now? That Your rationale for that was really bizarre. I kind of well, see I where cl- you're going. I claim Ronnie Lott is a Hall of Fame Jet. <laughs> Who are other Jets that barely played for the organization that you claim? Oh, man, they're all in that same Leonard Marshall. <laughs> he had a great Jets career, too. Oh, man, Coquel, I love you. They're all that one team when Parcells got there, got everybody at the end. I uh, love you so much. Is Brett Favre an all-time hey, great Jet? He's the greatest Jet quarterback of all time. I don't know why everybody goes to Namath. I'm like, we had Favre. The greatest Jet quarterback from Mississippi of all time. He had Brett a great Favre. 12-game span before his arm fell off. I um I, I blew my own mind, though, uh, thinking about how, say, 40 years after the Dolphins won the 2020 Super Bowl, Dolphins fans hoisting Tom Brady up as the savior. Like, that almost made me stroke out. Like, I'm having a hard time wrapping carry, my mind carry around Carry him that off entire- the field like Shula? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that same picture? Oh, God. Ladanian Tomlinson all-time yeah. jet? Like, like it almost feels kind of dirty. Like, I need to go wipe down. Uh, 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Would you take one year of potential glory for 10 years of irrelevance? This based off of Michael Lombardi on his GM Shuffle podcast with Adnan Verk saying that the Dolphins were the team that Brady referenced with the bad word in the HBO clip. Steve is in West Palm. Steve, you're on Ken Levick Alive. Hey, Steve. 
What's up, Ken? Uh, I got, I got a, it's a double-edged sword, what I want to say. One, I want to say, of course, I would love for the Dolphins to go to the Super Bowl and then be bad for 10 years, because we'd probably be bad for 10 years anyway. But <laughs> with that said, not with Tom Brady. Not with Tom Brady. <laughs> I think Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback to ever play. But as a diehard Dolphin fan for the past 36 years, yeah. and damn near half of my, excuse my language, about half of my life, Tom Brady has destroyed us. Not with Tom. Yeah, not with Tom. So you're so you're say. like me. You're like me. Where now that I'm talking through it, like it would be great to hoist the Lombardi Trophy up and have him throwing that between boats in Biscayne Bay. But having to for years after, say Tom Brady, my quarterback, that just makes you feel icky inside. It does. I mean, maybe give the whole plate to like Aaron Rodgers and get to a championship before the Super Bowl. I'll take that versus Tom Brady winning the championship. <laughs> Steve, just, sticking to I his... I love the man, but not, not for my team. I tell you what, I appreciate you sticking to your football principles. Thank you, Steve. Appreciate the call. Can we... I know we're probably going to break and I'm mm-hmm. changing subjects here, but why are the Jets not talked about as a first-class organization? <laughs> I mean, what, what about Art them Monk, has been first Art Monk <laughs> developed his career there. Brett Favre, Ed Reed... Jason Taylor, longtime Jet, Jason Taylor, Hall of Famer, Ronnie Lott, Steve Atwater, Ty Law. Everyone, when you hear these names, you think of the green and white, baby. Okay, Ken Levick Alive featuring Coquel, presented by the FAU MBA Sport oh, Management so Program. The <laughs> RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Ball is December 18th at FAU Stadium. What time is that kickoff? 11 a.m. Ball and brunch, baby. Pancakes, then pancakes. The uh, roofclaim.com, Boca Raton Bowl, December 18th, 11 a.m. at FAU Stadium. It is the college football event of this area. Uh, go to roofclaimbocaratonbowl.com, roofclaimbocaratonbowl.com for information and to be a part of it. That is the roofclaim.com, Boca Raton Bowl. Books, ball, and brunch. Books? As a former educator, I like to read, too, so I just want to make sure we get some reading in during the pregame. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. We'll still take your calls. Would you take one year of potential glory for 10 years of irrelevance? I swear, if the Dolphins had a chance at Tom Brady and they went with Ryan Fitzpatrick, just end my football fandom right now. When we return... Alan Fanica? <laughs> who are you rooting for? Who are you rooting against in the conference finals and why? Because I had an epiphany last night watching the NBA playoffs and the Eastern Conference finals. He's Coquel. Rigotti's hanging out. I'm Ken Levick, and I'm live on ESPN 106.3. Spend your lunch with Ken by calling 888-760-3776. It's Ken LaVica Live. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. Here's Ken LaVica and Chris Coquette. Trey Young and the Hawks. I'm going to have to own it. I am rooting for him hard. And I just realized it last night. I love that basketball team, but I'm not quite sure why I'm so invested in them, and I need to dig into this. Ken Levick Alive featuring Coquel. 
And don't forget to subscribe to the Ken Levick Alive featuring Coquel podcast, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast. Subscribe to it and get it to your phone, your tablet, your device every single day. We have them in small snippets for you. We have full shows, the entire thing. Ken Levick Alive featuring Coquel podcast, again, Apple Podcasts or wherever you find your podcast. Joe Rigotti making sure things run smoothly today. He is in studio with us. He's Coquel. I'm Ken Lavica, And the Hawks win game one of the Eastern Conference Finals in Milwaukee. Uh, and just a, a little background here. A couple of years ago when Milwaukee was on the up and Giannis was coming off of his first MVP award, I liked the Bucks. They were fun. I like Milwaukee as a city. I love Milwaukee as a basketball market. Uh, and it was good to have them relevant and competitive. But now, I am so anti-Bucks, and I am Whoa. so in on the Hawks. Trey Young, John Collins, that entire group, they've just got a personality to them. Trey Young shimmying at the three-point line with nine seconds to shoot a three. They're throwing alley-oops off the backboard, not in transition, but in the midst of their half-court offense. John Collins is is dunking on people's heads. He's wearing Joel Embiid t-shirts. I really love that team. But I never had any connection to the Hawks before this season, I thought Trey Young simply just hunted out fouls. I thought that he was overrated, can't stand looking at his hair. But here I am now, and I am very pro-Hawks. And then there's the Suns, where I really had no connection to them. At least I have seen the Hawks, because they play the Heat 900 times a year in the same division. Um, but the Suns, I never watched them. I know they went had a nice winning streak to end last season, didn't make the playoffs despite the fact they were in the bubble. Uh, Devin Booker didn't think much of him. Now I love him. He is my newest sports man crush. I mean, it's not only basketball, but it's getting physical as well. Like, I just absolutely love the dude. Chris Paul tonight looks like he's coming back for game three of the Western Conference Finals, and I'm, like, jacked about it. I woke up this morning thinking, CP3 is playing tonight. I've never liked CP3. I got so excited for that same yeah. thought. But I don't know why. I don't know why this is happening, and I guess... I need to explore this a bit, and I want to ask all of you, who are you rooting for, and who are you rooting against in the NBA playoffs? It is a weird, because it's not your normal group, so it's no. hard. You don't have your normal hate but and like built-in in your also, DNA feelings for teams. Like, I, I think it's, who are you rooting for, who are you rooting against, and why in the NBA playoffs? 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776, and tweeted us at ESPN West Palm, but Coquel, I'm also trying to figure out if I'm rooting for these teams, or if I'm rooting against their opponents. Is my, is me rooting, is this pure... Or am I just being petty against the Clippers and the Bucks for some reason, and I don't know the source of this? We have a mutual friend where I feel like you must hate him. In Pratik Patel. Oh, our friend, ESPN. yeah, yeah. Like, you former, former teammate, former teammate here. here, yeah. Like, he is a diehard Clippers fan that is now tied in with the Bucks. <laughs> yeah. I just... Uh, I love Pratik. Um, uh, Although him being upset on Twitter is one of the greatest yeah. things of all time. That Does that ever affect your fandom, knowing that someone you are friends with is going to be upset and you love watching their misery? Because I, lo- I love our mutual friend, but, like, I also love seeing him miserable on Twitter. It makes my night. When the Clippers... Because he's a huge Clippers fan at like, his not, core. Like, as diehard as yeah. can be. Yeah, he covers the Bucks. Um, but Ed is Corey's a Clippers fan. Seeing his sad tweets when the Clippers do sad Clippers things, it makes my heart break. But I'm also like, 
the world is normal. <laughs> so then it makes me feel like, ah, things are coming back. This all, is good. All the madness in the world. Uh-huh. Uh, there's this one constant, and that's the Clippers being sucked into a black hole. Um, uh, but... I, but I don't know what I have against necessarily the Bucks. The only thing I can think of, if I am actually rooting against the Bucks, and that's why I'm so all in now on the Hawks, is the bubble tweet that they sent after they eliminated the Heat. When they tweeted after Game 4, after the sweep, this ain't the bubble. I thought it was completely unnecessary. I thought it was garbage. I thought that it was diminishing the Heat for some reason. And it made me angry. And I don't know if me rooting for the Hawks stems from what the Bucks social media actually did after they swept the Heat. How petty is that if that's where that comes from? Like, I feel like we have to dissect my personality and get into my brain. Like, I may need a licensed psychologist to help me out. As your work life partner, I just want to tell you, be careful rooting for the Hawks. They play in Atlanta, and things never end good for these Atlanta teams. <laughs> I know, I know. So be careful going all in on the Hawks. But then there's the West, where I've developed a passion, which is almost a romance for Devin Booker. You have not stopped talking. Like, and I'm not talking about on air. Off air, all he talks <laughs> about is Devin Booker. I know. I'd be like, wow, the coffee machine. I'm finally figuring out how to make iced coffee. He's like, you know who has ice in his veins? <laughs> Devin Booker. Uh, um, uh, oh, well, Ken, today I'm going to have hot coffee. You know who gets hot from the field? Devin Booker. He plays for the Suns, and that's hot. He's the star of the team. <laughs> but I I mean, you should have seen me game one of the Western Conference Finals when he was going off with that triple-double. I mean, I legitimately was, like, pumping my fist in my bedroom watching the game, like, jumping up and down when he threw that alley-oop to really end the game or when he dished off to DeAndre Ayton for the two-handed jam in transition. I mean, I was yelping. I was like, yeah! Um, but I don't know. Like, I think that's more of a pure rooting for the Suns because I think they're fun. They're a good, aesthetically pleasing watch. I like Jay Crowder. I love Devin Booker. I respect CP3. I don't hate the Clippers, but there's something about the Clippers too. Big market. Aiton seems fun too. Aiton is a lot of fun. He's like just a young, goofy, big guy. But then the Clippers, like I think I still have this thing where I hate teams that sort of like buy their way into being competitive. And I don't know if it's Balmer. I don't like the fact that he's just super weird. Like, I could not have a conversation with that guy. I don't know if it's, I've seen Kawhi Leonard win a title, like Paul George, I'm just sort of apathetic about. Like, I am so into the Suns and so into the Hawks, and I don't know if it's pure basketball attraction. It's part of it. But if it's more petty, rooting against. Like, is anybody else having the same thing happen to them? Who are you rooting for and who are you rooting against in the NBA Conference Finals, 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. And why are you doing this? And then last night, I'm watching David Bakhtari, the Packers offensive lineman. And he's done this before, but he was at the Bucks game. He was at the Bucks hawks game one, and he chugged a beer on the Jumbotron. Quite and impressively. Quite, quite impressively. Every time he's done it, it's been very impressive, and the crowd goes crazy, and he's 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 pumping his biceps at the crowd, and he smashes the cup onto the floor. And my first thought was not, oh, that was fun. It was, why is he chugging a beer? Like, is that even cool anymore? And how old do I sound? But is chugging beer cool anymore? Is this actually a thing that still happens? Or is this just an age thing? Because I would much rather kick my feet up at Stormhouse Brewing and have a beer and chill out 
And I don't need to chug a beer. What is that even proving? Like, what is you're what is man. the thinking behind that? Proves you're a man. Or a well, man. I don't want to be sexist. I mean, is anybody still, like... You're old. That's what it is. You're washed. Do people chug beers by themselves, by the way? I hope. If that, then you need help. Because <laughs> you have a problem, right, if yeah. that happens. Did you used to be able to chug beers? Were you a yeah, beer chugger? Yeah, I was a beer chugger, but I was more of a shotgunner of beers. Oh, see, that's lame. That's cheating. Why is that lame? Because it's not. The Wait, what is lame about I, the, the using your key? Because it sprays the hole and you only drink like no, half No, it doesn't it. spray anywhere yes, if you do does. it the right and way. Everyone who does it, they're dumping it out like the one side. After they open it, and it's spraying everywhere. And they no. drink like two sips of beer and then throw the can. You just don't beer know. Beer flying no. everywhere. You just like, don't know how to do it. Real men grab a cup <laughs> and we chug. I could I could chug a beer, um, I but I don't do it anymore. But I don't like it. I don't see the point in it because... Honestly, Let's obviously, I'm, there's I'm going the, to get us two cups of water. There's the alcohol factor. Why are we chugging water? No, no, no. But I need you in here. Don't don't leave to go get the water because I need to ask you a question. Why are you leaving? We're not chugging water. There's nothing good about that. And I guarantee you I'm going to whoop his ass chugging water. I don't even know why he's doing this. Um, but chugging beer for me, like why? I, I, sure, there's the alcohol factor, but like the carbonation is why you have a tough time. The hops are why you have a tough time keeping the beer down after chugging it. Can't you just do the same thing with a soda and have a similar result? Like If you really want to push yourself, you're chugging two or three beers. Bro, the issue is not chugging flat water. The issue is chugging like carbonated Beverage. That's the issue with beer. We're not allowed to chug beer. Okay, so why are we? What are we proving by chugging water? uh, Tougher than you. No, but that doesn't. You don't. You don't prove any toughness by chugging water. Yes, I do, and it had to be bottled water. I'm not drinking tap. That's icky. You realize, like, (laughs) wait. So you're not brave enough to drink tap water, but you are. (laughs) But but you're going to tell me you're tougher than me because we're going to chug. A water bottle. That doesn't make any sense. If you can't hang, you can't hang, Ken. Just admit it to the fans. But chugging beer, like, when do you grow out of that? Is that even cool anymore? Is that a sign of being a bigger man? What's the point? And couldn't you do the same thing with a with a, a, a soda? Like, isn't that the challenge? Like, I get if you have four straight beers that you're chugging, the alcohol factor kicks in. But if it's just one singular... Like, what's cool about that? Mark is in Pompano. Mark is on Ken Levick Alive. Mark, just how old do I sound right now? Uh, first off, shotgunning is definitely a talent. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Way harder than chugging. For sure. And, and Coquel whining about it means he didn't know how to do it the right he way. He just said way more harder. That's not even proper English. Come on. Oh, sorry, educator. It is much more difficult Thank to you. properly master. <laughs> Good job, Mark. Don't let I him. Apologize. Yeah, don't let him get the best of you. Uh, so sounds so, like a guy who shotguns beers. <laughs> so, uh, so, so what? What uh, uh, about the chugging beer? So, I mean, just for me, it's just the bubbles when you just pop that top and it flows down. Something about that makes it so much easier for me. But how I don't old are you? Take up my whole, I'm 23. Okay, so. I, so uh, I you're still in the realm. I'm a I youngest, got but... Gotcha. And it, with with chugging beer, like, is this something you can do, like, with just... And again, I've chugged plenty of beers, but I always did it in groups of, like, nine or ten people. Is this something that you can do with one other person, or does it have to be with an audience watching? I mean, personally, like, I won't go out and shotgun, like, ten beers by myself. But, like, you know, <laughs> I'm watching the Western Conference Finals. I want to get a little excited. I might... You know, shotgun water by myself. But if I'm doing it at a party, I definitely want to have people around. It's like a little race, you know? Like Mark, I'm trying so. to decide if I am 
horrified by the fact that you just want to get the beer in you quick and you're by yourself watching the Western Conference Finals and you're chugging beer on your arm. I'm trying to decide if I'm horrified by that or if I respect the hell out of that. I, I'm not sure. Like, I don't think chugging beers because I'm 36 years old is super cool anymore, but I can at least respect the hustle and the expedited process in which you want the effect to come. Like, I'm sort of into that, yeah, Mark. It's all, it's all about the efficacy, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> See, that's a good word. Give him credit, Coach. Ah, well, well done. Yeah. Well done, sir. Appreciate the call, Mark. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Are we chugging this water? Yeah, but it's a contest, so don't cheat. All right. Um, uh, can we can we have at least Joe judge this? Sure. All right. Um, Joe, you tell us when to go, and then we'll uh, chug this water, okay? I don't know why we're chugging water. This is so stupid. Okay, fine. Let's just do it. <laughs> this is stupid. This is the point of the <laughs> show. Know. I love how this is my breaking <laughs> point. All right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Go ahead, Joe. So tell us when to go, okay? All right, guys. Ready? Yeah. Three, two, one. Chug. Oh, Coquel's going hard here. Oh, he's spilling all over himself. Coquel wins, but I think he cheated. He spilled it all over his shirt. Yeah, he cheated. Look, it's all over his shirt. You can't. Oh, just he che- threw the bottle too. That's the thing with David Bactari. He didn't spill it all over. <laughs> Why are you, bro? You're gonna have to pee. You're old. Your oh. prostate is is not gonna allow you to stay the rest of the show without having to desperately pee. <laughs> I spilled on myself. a little You bit. spilled all over yourself. I didn't yourself. mean to though, but I can definitely chug faster. Than you. I hope you. I hope you proved something. I did. Eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six. Bottle of water. Eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six. Fine. I'll let all of you chug your beers if you're into it. That's fine. I'm not gonna judge, but I prefer to go to Stormhouse Brewing in North Palm Beach. Uh, Crystal Cove Commons. U.S. 1, just a half mile south of PGA Boulevard. Stormhouse Brewing has their in-house craft beers. They have so many. I love the sour over there. You love the coffee stout. And that menu, we went there a couple of weeks ago. You, myself, McLovin. It's hard to pick off that menu what exactly you want because... It's hard to pick one thing. Yeah, you want to uh, get like four, five, six different things. And maybe you should just do that. But Stormhouse Brewing, and you may be thinking, wait, are you talking about a craft brewery, Stormhouse Brewing, and you're talking about getting food? Yeah, that doesn't happen often, and it certainly doesn't happen in Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast. It is a craft brewery with a full gastropub food menu. It's Stormhouse Brewing. They're Taco Tuesdays with uh, two tacos and a beer for just $10. They're Trivia Tuesdays as well. Watch Euro Soccer. Watch the NBA postseason, the NHL playoffs, all at Stormhouse Brewing. A ton of room, indoor, outdoor seating. Beautiful. Stormhouse Brewing, North Palm Beach, just a half mile south of PGA Boulevard, US 1 in the Crystal Cove Commons. When we return, a little Greenway Kia, red light, green light coming up. The biggest sports topics of the day, and we're giving them the red light? No. Or a green light? Yeah. We're sort of into that. I'm cold. Did you drink too much water at my one time? My shirt's wet and my left <laughs> nipple is cold because that's where it's wet and it's cold in here. That's what you get. He's Coquel. Rigotti's hanging out. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN. Spend your lunch with Ken by calling 888-760-3776. It's Ken LaVica Live. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. Here's Ken LaVica and Chris Coquel. Coquel is soaking wet. Just on my left side. Because he needed to prove something by chugging water with me. I would chug beer if I was allowed. But you're not allowed, so Why? there's no point in doing it. And also, I again, I don't chug beer. I'm 36. I don't do that. I don't do those things. 
Oh, so uh, EDS air conditioning. Uh, I might as well if we heard that. And it's hot. Yeah. And EDS Air Conditioning. Yeah, edsairconditioning.com. edsairconditioning.com. They're a train comfort specialist. It's hard to stop a train. Have a plan for your air conditioning because, damn it, it's hot. edsairconditioning.com. EDS is yes. That's why Joe is a better producer than me. When you don't do your read, he says, no, no, I'm going to force you to do it. I'll just start playing you doing it on the computer. Uh, let's get to a little Greenway Kia We're red done light, with the drink games because I would destroy you in Turbo Cups. That's fine. I would destroy anyone but in the world. I don't base... Slip cup as other people call I don't, it. I don't base how valuable I am in life by what liquid I can chug. My like five years of college and like nine years after that, my only value was my flip cup abilities. Your own. So that is how you judge yeah. your value is by that. Okay, uh, now I feel bad. I'm like, sorry. If you ask a lot of my friends, like, oh, name me something good about Coquel, they'd be like, oh, he's really good at Turbo Cups, because that's what we called it. Uh, everything else, he's a little dicey, but Turbo Cup, perfect. Not even got a college degree. Is Turbo Cup the same thing as Flip Cup? It's the same. Exactly. Oh, okay, gotcha. We just, on that part of Long Island, called yeah. it Turbo Cups. I don't know why. Uh, all right, let's get to uh, some Greenway Kia Red Light, Green Light. Time for Ken and Coquel to decide if they want to stop or go. Red light stop, green light go. Red light stop, green light go. Red stop, green go. Red light, green light, now you know. Red Light, Green Light is driven by Greenway Kia West Palm Beach. <laughs> All right, Red Light, Green Light. Brought to you by Greenway Kia of West Palm Beach. It's where I got my Kia K5 GT. I love that place. They make it easy. They want to put you in a car despite your credit situation. Bank representatives on site. Go to GreenwayKiaWestPalmBeach.com. GreenwayKiaWestPalmBeach.com or just pop in on Military Trail Right near PBI in West Palm Beach. That's Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach. Coquel, what do we got to start red light, green light? In case you didn't understand the song, Ken, red means stop, green means go. Thank you. Red light, green light, now you know. (laughs) All right, after the Islanders 3-2 win, that's right, my Islanders with their 3-2 overtime win over the Lightning. There is a Game 7 coming up in old hockey. Game 7 in hockey is the greatest thing in sports. Red light or green light? I mean, Game seven in hockey is the greatest it's thing. It's a in sport. red light because a fan of any sport, and hockey fans tend to be really hardcore and a little bit closed minded. And I'm a big soccer guy, but soccer fans get the same thing. And we're, we're seeing it during Euros. This tournament's the greatest thing. You need to watch it. Hockey fans will always say there's nothing better than the hockey playoffs and there's nothing better than a Game 7. But an NBA fan would say the same thing. A baseball fan would say the same thing. They're great. They're nerve-wracking. But it's not the greatest thing in sports. No, that's a red light. But will I watch? I'll give it a pop. Sure. All right, Ken. Red light or green light on this? Lightning reverse it near side to far, but give it away. Bailey couldn't hold his own. Turnover in tight. Quick shot. All right, Ken, so red light or green light on Chris King's call on the Islanders Radio Network? Okay, well, it's exciting, 
It certainly is. Like, you know that the Islanders scored to send it to a Game 7, but I got to say, and I don't know Chris King, and if you've reached that level of broadcast, you've obviously done a lot of things right, and I get losing it in the moment. But you can't understand a word he says. You can't hear the goal score. Oh, boy. Here we go. What I would suggest is being like me when it comes to play-by-play and something exciting happens where you get excited, but you actually know what happened. Let me actually refer you to me, Ken Levicka. I'm the play-by-play voice of FAU football and basketball, but I'm also a television voice on ESPN Plus for professional soccer in the United States, and this is USL League One action that I called last night. Um, uh, This was Toronto FC 2. It's just crazy that Joe has this ready to go. Toronto FC 2 and Tormenta last night, and here is what what I sounded like. And Asusi. The left-footed Asusi does as well. There's the whistle. Singh's going to take it, and he fires and scores! Luke Singh, perfect placement, and the breakthrough. Toronto 2 on top. Touchdown, FAU! You could understand me. I got excited, and I also expressed the moment. You know what? We might... Wait. Oh, this, yeah, this a, is what happens. Now here we go. Now I know why this show's happening. We've played one example of how hour. to do this. We might as well just play another example uh, from the same game. Rigotti hit it. This is played forward. Maples using his speed to get there. Delivers to Nelson, who deposits it into the back of the net. I mean, not bad, right? Full Nelson. Full Nelson, yeah. So... I'm just saying, exciting call for the Islanders, but maybe you want to be more like Ken Levicka when it comes to play-by-play. As the only college play-by-play football guy on FM in this room right now, uh, clearly I am the only college football play-by-play guy on FM for the old Kaiser Seahawks. Love myself some Kaiser Seahawks. You yell a little bit too much. Tone it down. And your energy before the goal, can we listen back to that second goal? That energy before the goal, Ken, pick it up, please. Okay. I'm not going to scream through a 90-minute soccer broadcast. Yeah, let's play it, okay? This is played forward. Maples using his speed to get there. Delivers to Nelson, who deposits it into the back of the net. Yeah. He's staring me down right now, just so you guys know. There's a little, uh, Ken does not like if you mess with this play-by-play. So I'm just, Chris King. He, he gave the excitement, so for that, I'll give him a green light, but next time, let's try and understand what you're, uh, what you're actually saying. Next, Trey Young has established himself as a bigger young superstar, that's superstar, I tried to say, <laughs> than Devin Booker during this playoff run. Ooh, this one's tough, because man, do I love Devin Booker. I just want to hug the man. want to hug his ability to get to the rim and then hug the man. But he's also been able to have CP3 under him. And he's been a part of a group that has been put together around him to help guide him. Trey Young has literally taken that franchise and has been the leader of that entire thing this entire time, that entire rebuild. So I think, and because he's more flashy than Devin Booker, he's more in the national consciousness, I'm going to give Trey Young a green light. Wow. He is the bigger superstar right now, the more known quantity nationally. Yes. After their big win last night, Ken, the Hawks, John Collins, Cardinal Newman's own, was on 
NBA on TNT with Ernie, Shaq, and Chuck. Take a listen to the end of this interview. John Collins, thank you so much uh, for your time. And none of your answers were cheesy, man. It was all good stuff, man. Appreciate you. <laughs> uh, appreciate it. Hey, uh-huh. appreciate you guys, uh-huh. man. First time on here, so uh, I just want to say I love you guys, man, and appreciate it. All right. Well, thank you. Gonna, uh, uh, uh. We're always here. Make it a habit. <laughs> <laughs> Red light, green light on the... I was going to do it. Nope. Hawk sound effect by John Collins. Cardinal Newman grad John Collins, who is also a breakout star in his own right during this postseason. That is the best Hawk impression that I have heard in sports. I'm giving that a green light. That is exceptional. Talk about having a big year for yourself. He's in a contract year. And he's breaking out right now in the playoffs. Like, if he wants to talk huge. about it, he can join Ken Levick Alive featuring Coquel. I sent a message last night to some people that me and John both know, and I got the big no, sir. Oh, okay. Yeah, we got rejected. So that'll do it for Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach, red light, green light. He is going to join us, though, when he has his West Palm Beach day. So John Collins is going to come back to the air and get awesome. back, and he will be joining us that week this summer. We are really late. Let's take uh, one final break here, and then uh, we'll wrap things up when we come back. He's Coquel. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. Spend your lunch with Ken by calling 888-760-3776. It's Ken LaVica Live. Here's Ken LaVica and Chris Coquel. Real quick, want to thank FAU NBA Sport Management Program for being the title sponsor of Ken LaVica Live. I'm glad that we were able to uh, at least hear me uh, give some of my things I don't talk about, my, my soccer calls, a little bit of love here today. And again, no disrespect to Chris King, the Islanders' voice, but again, let's just tone it down and tell the people what I mean, what's you, actually happening. You are the expert, Ken, right? Like, I, you are, I, yeah. You, I consider I, you one of the best, right? I like to think I'm really good at what I do, a rising star, if you will, in the play-by-play Joe, world. Joe, let's listen to this Ken Levicka classic. Wait, what? Wait a minute, Ken. Who scored there? What happened? Wait, is it said? Did they both score? Both? Like, that's an impressive. You were able to get a play call in where both teams scored on the play? I am unhappy. We're done. Thanks to Joe Rigotti. Both teams, Nebraska and FAU, scored on the same play. No thanks to Coquel at all. I'm Ken Levicka, and I've been live on ESPN 106.3. Farewell.